Merry Christmas, sweet Selah friends. Sit for a moment and reflect with us as we study God's Word and the very first Christmas. We are so glad you're here. This Sweet Selah Moments podcast is brought to you by Sweet Selah Ministries and Word Radio. Welcome to the Sweet Selah Moments podcast. This is episode 93, A Simple Selah Christmas. Sharon and I came to the studio today dressed in Christmas colors and excited to talk together about celebrating Christmas well. It's so easy to overdo the holidays and try to cram in so much fun that nothing ends up being that much fun at all. (laughs) Sharon, do you remember some hectic Christmas times in the past? I sure do, and boy, did you just not speak truth there. (laughs) We can cram so much fun in, it ceases to be fun. Isn't that the saddest thing? I know. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I remember specifically a year when we were living near West Point. Ray was a professor of West Point cadets and completing a doctoral dissertation, which meant basically I did Christmas alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the decorating, (laughs) the cards, the food, the present buying and wrapping, all the things. Mm -hmm. He was just, you know, treading water, trying to stay afloat with all he was doing. But um, two things stand out to me about that Christmas. First of all, somehow I ended up deciding I had to make snow white dresses in pink and purple, the colors my girls wanted. (laughs) Um, with incredibly complex pattern, and I was I was a terrible sewer. Oh, no. I had to have my neighbors over all the time, and I had to do it after the girls were in bed. So mm-hmm. I was up until like one in the morning making these Snow White dresses. Oh, wow. And this that was also the year that I decided they had to have an expensive Fisher Price kitchen set oh, because yes. they would love it. <laughs> I was just so sure they would love it. As it turns out, they'd rather cook in the kitchen with me, so mm-hmm. they did not love it. But I thought they would. So anyways, very stressful in every way, exhausted by Christmas morning. Tuck them into bed that night and say, what was your favorite present? And they said, the chapstick that was in the stockings. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? The thing that cost 99 cents (laughs) and took no work and effort on my part at all. Oh, how funny. Yeah, that was... That was the last really hectic Christmas because <laughs> clearly one just needed to give boxes and chapsticks out and everybody right. would be happy. Oh my goodness, that's so true. You know what? That same thing happened to me when I was a kid. We got the Fisher, Fisher Price kitchen what? set. My parents were all excited <laughs> to give it to us and we played in the box for three days. You did not. We did. We didn't even touch the set. My parents returned the kitchen set and gave us a box. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Boy. <clears throat> Sometimes we think it's the expensive things that are going to do it, and it, and it I isn't. I know, I know. It really know. isn't. So now with kids of my own, instead of buying them, you know, big kitchen sets that we don't play with, <laughs> uh-huh. um, it's, it's easy to get a little crazy with them now because we have family that live super close. Oh, Growing up, yeah. I was in a military family. We were far away from people, and, I, and, and I'm sure that the same was true for you yes, guys as yes. well. Yes, we had no relatives around at Christmas, so right. you're right, that simplifies it. It does. You have a ton of relatives around. We do, and it's wonderful, but it can get a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, when the girls were younger, we would try to do all the Christmases in one day, so both grandparents' oh house and goodness. ours. It was exhausting for yes. everybody, Yes. so we decided this wasn't the best way to go about it, and now we do Christmas Eve with, with one side and Christmas Day with our side, with my, my family, and then Christmas morning we do um, our family quiet and together so it makes it a lot more simple and then I host Christmas mornings we're not bringing the kids everywhere and I keep the meal incredibly simple we do um, meatballs in a crock pot 
like meatball subs and we eat leftover cookies like really simple or else I'm not going to want to host <laughs> yeah because you want to enjoy them opening their presents and doing all the yeah, things you don't want to be in the fun. kitchen like Martha was missing yes. <laughs> missing all the and fun that Mary was fun. having right yeah absolutely so it gives us more time to you know play games and laugh and board oh, games and visit and not that. like oh I have to get the turkey out Yes. So for us, that's been a way that we can make it a little bit simpler instead yeah. of the crazy hectic. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we don't do turkey for Christmas. We we the Thanksgiving. It's all about the meal. Yes. But um, Christmas is is more about the family. Yeah. It's yeah. True. Well, I mean, it's family around the Thanksgiving table too. But when you add in the presents and all the other stuff, yeah. you don't need the fancy meals. Well. No, you're tired. I think by that then. was really <laughs> smart. So, well, I think all of us really want the same thing at Christmas, Nicole. We want to. Enjoy the holiday, find mm-hmm. a way to keep the busyness enough in check <laughs> that we get to savor the rich moments, Yeah, right? I think we need to talk about the power of the one thing here. Mm. Kind of like your, and we have meatballs. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what we have. Yeah. <laughs> we have meatballs. That kind of idea. But we're going to talk about it in each area of Christmas in a little bit. But first of all, I want to look at the very first Christmas and notice specifically what was simple about it and what was not mm. because that we're talking about the simple seal of Christmas this year so let's yeah, do it I love that well we're going to read the very familiar passage in Luke chapter 2 just a few verses at a time with Sila stops to talk about what was simple and what was not this week and next I'll start by reading Luke 2 1 through 5 <clears throat> the birth of Jesus At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Hmm. Well, this part doesn't sound simple, Sharon. Mary's pregnant, and now they have to go register themselves at a highly inconvenient time. It's a long journey, and they don't know what they're going to encounter when they get there. We know they encounter a huge amount of people and nowhere cozy to stay the night. Nowhere cozy at (laughs) all. (laughs) And Mary goes into labor. (laughs) All of this was completely out of their control and not what they had planned on at all, I bet. I bet it wasn't. I mean, I think Mary probably thought she got to stay home to have her baby. I know. Wow. She's on the road. (laughs) Boy. So, okay then. Let's acknowledge right up front that we cannot control all the circumstances surrounding us at Christmas time. Mm, good point. Puppies being born around Christmas, <laughs> yes. which is happening in your life, is yep. a circumstance <laughs> that makes it all a little more crazy. And sometimes illness hits and suddenly everyone's droopy at Christmas. Oh, yeah. You can't prevent the flu. Nope. Or there's a power outage, mm-hmm. you know. Mary and Joseph still got on with it and did the next thing in obedience to the law. They, they carried on. And you know what? We can too. God was with them on that journey. No robbers attacked them. Baby Jesus wasn't born out in a field in the middle of nowhere anyways. (laughs) At least they got to Bethlehem unharmed and in time for the birth. So here we go. Our first simple suggestion is to receive what you can't change with good grace. Mm -hmm. If plans go crazy, continue to do what you can without falling apart knowing God's got you. We've got to let go of that perfect picture of Christmas because it ruins what is with what could have been an actually perfect this side of heaven. 
it's, it's not going to happen. And we're always going to be disappointed. Yes. Yeah. Why do that to ourselves? I don't know. I think we have to just accept the adventure as it comes. Yeah. Oh, look, the power went out. Cool. <laughs> now we're doing Christmas by candlelight. Yay. Right? Right. right. Just roll with it and roll make the best of it. with it. Mary and Joseph had to roll with it. Yeah. Babies come whether you want them to or not when right. they're due, right? But um, I think I think that's just a really important life lesson mm. is that things are not going to go according to plans. So let's just accept it and move on. Yeah, and keep our plans simple so we don't right. disappoint ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to read our next section, Luke 2, 6 to 7. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. <laughs> she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available to them. Hmm. Okay, so this part of the story is simple, right? Yeah. In terms of it wasn't a fancy birth. Right. Mary's probable desire was to give birth surrounded by the women in her family at home where right. she was used to. Um, but instead, <laughs> they did at least find a place to lay the baby down, cloth to wrap him in, and some sort of shelter from the weather. Mm. Uh, no Christmas tree or decorations, though, right? Nope. <laughs> See? But it was a divine moment when mm. God himself became tiny and helpless as a baby. Mm. It wasn't a fancy one, but in that simplicity, was that not still God in flesh? That they were looking at? How amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the simple was still beautiful. It was. Yeah. Sharon, I think it's really important for us to remember that we do not need our Christmas to be fancy for it to be beautiful. You're right. <laughs> the most beautiful Christmas ever in history was so simple and not fancy at all. Maybe even a bit smelly with all the animals hanging <laughs> around the barn, <laughs> but beautiful and simple nonetheless. And even at the moment of his birth... There was no great fanfare or parties, no massive parades or banquets to celebrate this future king. The God of the universe came in human form, so humble and so quiet in a dirty little stable with just animals and his stepdad to witness his arrival. I don't want us to lose the beauty and the simplicity of that precious moment that Jesus modeled even as a newborn, that less is more. Mm -hmm. Because he is the more that we really need. And all this other stuff just distracts us from him and keeps us from focusing on what he truly wants us to do. So true. So true. Sometimes it's all just distractions. And, yeah. and the, the, the baby in the manger is the thing. Mm, absolutely. Right? Yeah. All right. So what have we learned so far in keeping a simple seal of Christmas? Number one. <laughs> expect that circumstances won't always be as ideal as we might wish and receive what is and make the best of it instead of pining for the impossibly perfect Christmas. Mm -hmm. Focus on how to make whatever we have special. Good. So that's number one. That one. Number two, the most important thing of all at Christmas is it's a time to celebrate God entering our world in the form of a tiny helpless baby, mm. identifying with us in every way, right from the beginning of life, even identifying with extreme poverty, oh, yeah. even that. So, number three, <laughs> we don't need to spend a ton of money to make Christmas special. It's not about the material stuff. They're mm. going to play in the boxes and like the chapstick, right? Yes. It's about the heart of family being together, remembering <clears throat> Christ's birth. I know. I feel like that last one is especially hard for parents with young kids to remember. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are completely bombarded with commercials and ads and Christmas catalogs and you name it. And it's all trying to convince us that in order to be the best parents, we need to buy our kids all the plastic stuff and the latest and the greatest. It's overwhelming to our kiddos, though. It is. 
It is. It can be. Yeah. They can get tired opening presents. They can. And to our bank accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad for that, too. It's not so good for that. <laughs> but I had seen this picture a few years back. Um, it had this little girl from a different country, and she was cradling her one beautiful doll. Aww. And to the side of her was this little girl next to a Christmas tree with presents piled as high, almost to the top of the tree. And she'd open one gift and dropped it in the pile and then quickly tore into another. And it was just very powerful because you could see the love for the one toy in the first little girl's face and that the other girl looked like she was in a race just to finish opening the, all the gifts. This picture was hugely wow. convicting to me. Yes. You know, and I, I had bought into the lie that I needed to buy their Christmas happiness with stuff, uh-huh. with too much stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes less is more. That yes. one doll was valued because right. it was the only thing. Right. Her one oh, thing to cherish and take I care of instead that. of like, cut open all the presents. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's been very, that's, that's been in my beautiful. back of my mind right. now for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I remember one Christmas, the one Mary was staying with us. Yeah. Uh, we, we spent all day opening presents presents because we'd open one each and the kids would go play with it oh i love that idea. and then another hour they'd open another yeah and there weren't a ton but but even then we let kids be kids which is when yeah. they get a present they want to play they with actually it. want to play with it we're like put it down you got put more it down to open. you got more <laughs> that's right and they're like wait wait but what this is really cool yeah and you know yeah. what as a child we had one particularly um, meager year, and I never knew it until we were older. It was my favorite Christmas, Sharon. Really? Because we opened one gift an hour, and I think we had all of four or five presents that year, and I never knew. It was because they didn't have very many <laughs> gifts for us. We opened one, and I can still remember those were some of my four favorite gifts that I had as a See, kid. slowing down can it make you savor something. things more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really so, can. You can remember the value of that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about the value of the one thing. Yeah. That we don't have to do all the things. You know, for example, there's tons of Advent activities out there for children and adults, ways to remember Jesus and Christmas. Yeah. Can we just choose one? Mm-hmm. Nicole, what are some of the options available for parents who want to incorporate the true story into the mix? There's a lot of them. Yeah, so let's just talk about a few different ones, and we're yeah. going to choose one. <laughs> the one that fits your family. Um, <clears throat> one of our favorites, and I've mentioned this before on previous podcasts, but we got this really cute little Advent book craft book. It's called The Truth and the Tinsel, and it has a part, portion of the story of Jesus and a little craft that corresponds with Aww. the story. Uh-huh. Now listen, I've been doing this book for years. <laughs> we have never done all the crafts, and we still <laughs> have never finished the book. <laughs> but it's really fun to pick a few to do each year, and sometimes even one or two, because yeah. you can do all 30 days of the crafts. We never have, and, and that's that okay. is all right. <laughs> yes. You get to do it your way. Right, and yeah. also, I my kiddos love crafting. Aww. So this is really important. This is a great way for us to make the Christmas story real, more real, but mm-hmm. not everyone likes to craft. Mm-hmm. So it might not family. be everybody's choice. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I've heard that they have this cute little shepherd that you can hide around your house, kind of like the elf on the shelf. Instead, there's a shepherd <laughs> there's looking a shepherd. for Jesus. So yeah. cute. So that would be a fun idea. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we did add this um, very simple little giving manger thing that I had seen. We have this little wooden manger, and when the kids do kind things, they take a little um, hay-colored pipe cleaner and lay it in the manger. and make it cozy for baby Jesus. And then Christmas Eve, we put him in his little plush manger, hopefully. (laughs) Because hopefully they've been kind. kind, Right? (laughs) And it's very simple. It's just a little reminder for my kids as they're younger to maybe 
fight it's a little bit. It's a kindness reminder. It is. Reminder. But very yeah. simple. You yeah. can buy a kit. I just made my own with some little clay and a cheap box from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> you smarty. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. That's and that's kind of fun. tactile. I like that. Yes. It's very yeah. visual. Yeah. Um, also, I think having, you could have your kiddos focus on saving a few dollars in coins here and there. And you could buy a gift for a family from that Samaritan's gift giving catalog. Oh, that's you fun. You send like yeah. chickens or yeah. a goat or a pig. My nieces do that and they just love. Auntie, we bought a goat for a family. I'll oh. feed them for two years. I mean, what a blessing to yeah. do, you know, yeah. kids. And again, it gets kids thinking more about others and not about themselves. I love that. Yeah. And you could do a different one each year. Okay, this year, yeah. we're going to buy a goat. Right. <laughs> and, then the, and then everything is geared towards that one thing which right. makes it more meaningful instead right. of wait no we have a craft to do oh and hold on exactly. we've got to hang an ornament for the jesse tree and oh <laughs> let's read this story and then you're rushing through it again like opening present after present right yeah. well that's so the, the thing with thing. all these things is if it doesn't feel simple to you don't do it just choose the one the yeah. one that will be a blessing for yeah. you and your family and then enjoy it and savor it enjoy it have fun with it yeah. i love crafting so the crafting one is like right up that's my alley. your deal but we do three of them a year not 24 <laughs> <laughs> And I am terrible at crafting. People take crafts away from me because they can't see how badly I'm putting them oh, together. No. I don't it's believe it. It's sad. Oh, it's true. It's so true. But we do um, the Advent wreath every year. That's our oh, thing. I love that. And we did that with the kids. Yeah. And Ray and I do it. In fact, I just bought a new devotional for this year. We've nice. done crew. We've done a Christianity Today one. We've read the sermons of James Montgomery Boyce because Ray and I have kind of the intellectual type and, you know <laughs> but this year we're doing max Lucado's um in the manger oh, I love and so we do ours at dinner time yeah. because you know ray tends as a school teacher to be busy in the evening so we're going to read to each other i'll read one night ray will read the next and we'll oh. read the simple story and we'll light our little advent wreath oh i, lo- I love that you're still doing that too. we still do it it's not just for the, the one kids, thing yeah the one yeah. thing for you too yeah, yeah. Oh, i love it but that's it no crafts for me baby mm <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about the one thing idea when it comes to baking and cooking. All righty. So do we really have to make Christmas fudge, do the cookies, and make gingerbread houses? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a real sweet spot Well, for that's you and true. Your that's your deal. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, then bake away. Yeah. It is yeah. not mine. So, well, so for our family, a few years back, we had started doing a very simple sugar cookie baking day. We invite Aww. one family over every year, and we cut out cookies with lots and lots and lots of sprinkles. <laughs> I get these little five-container sprinkles on clearance the year before, and the Brilliant. kids just go to town with them. It's yes. crazy. So I usually have sprinkles rolling around my kitchen for a few days afterward. <laughs> But we've made some great memories with family and friends over the years. Yeah. And I have this one video of Ellie. It's my favorite. She was probably three years old. And she was sitting on the counter with her pile of sprinkles in her hands. And she just kept mounding it on top of her cookie. (laughs) And she'd go, sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. And she'd say sprinkle. She was sprinkling. Oh, and I was just watching her and laughing. I didn't stop her. So her cookie was um, very mounted with sprinkles. Mount sprinkle. Yes. So cute. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. I love it. Well, I actually do very little baking for Christmas. I do hot crust buns at Easter. I do this big apple pie deal and all the stuff for Thanksgiving. So so this year I'm just going to make a pecan pie at Catherine's house. We're going to see Catherine for Christmas because she loves the pecan spies. But that's not my sweet spot. Now my daughter Mary, that's her sweet spot. It'll be elegant. It'll be gorgeous because that brings Mary joy. It's not hard for her. It's joy. But for me, it's decorating. Mm -hmm. I still want that live tree. I still water the thing every year, (laughs) you know, and and it takes two days to decorate it, you know, so, but that's, 
Thanksgiving weekend for me. It, mm. There's nothing that happens Thanksgiving weekend. I keep the, the it clear for the oh, one perfect. thing. Right. I pull out all my decorations, the trees, the, the only two-day thing. Everything else is done on the Saturday. Right. The tree gets the lights on the Saturday. Then I rest Saturday night and Sunday because of nice. my Sabbath. Good. And Sunday night I put on the ornaments. Oh, that's wonderful. And it's the one thing, so right. it doesn't feel overwhelming to me. I'm doing nothing except playing happy Christmas music and putting on my little deck. I have a little snowman collection. Oh, cute. Snowmen. They're so cute. They're so cute. I have an entire shelf of snowmen. I have nativity sets everywhere, including outside. Yes. I I go to town on decorations because I love it. it. Yeah. But even that, it's one weekend. What doesn't happen in that weekend doesn't get out of the boxes. Well, and you set aside time for this years in advance. You've been yeah. doing it ev- yeah. this way forever. That's what so I do. It's no, like, oh, no, I have to fit in decorating. It's always, par- it's part of your rhythm. It's part already. of the rhythm. Yeah. Oh, I love exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Very smart. Well, I reuse decorations from year to year, so I don't go out and buy all new things either. That's I just kind of keep it simple. Yeah, I like you the know? snowmen appearing every right. year. I don't need new stuff. <laughs> we bought we bought all the ornaments and decorations for our tree 15 years ago when we got married, and they're still on there. Good job. <laughs> Good <It> job. <laughs> so for us, like my girls and Josh, they love Christmas lights inside. We're off the road, so people are not seeing our homes. No. I don't mm-hmm. focus on outside. Sometimes I'll put a couple things on the porch. Very simple. But I put lights everywhere. Every Every door frame, every oh, railing, Nicole. I wrap it with lights, and they love it. And we leave it up till February. We just turn it into Valentine's Day lights, and we hang hearts on them. <laughs> and New Year's lights. You know, that makes so much sense. If you're going to go to the trouble of putting up the lights, oh, yeah. enjoy them during the darkest oh, we drag days them. of the year. Exactly. Well, that's the thing we love is Josh's like, it makes the house feel so cozy and cheerful in I those cold, that. dark months. So for me, Christmas it's lights, lights inside the house. Yeah. yeah Anywhere yeah, yeah. there's a surface, there's a light. <laughs> So even our tree, we've made it more simple because we used to go to get um, a real tree at a local tree farm, and Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. but it started to get a little harder. We had to get a truck and get the kids there and go find the tree, cut it down. Then it sat on the porch for a couple days till Josh could level out the bottom to fit into my tree stand, Mm -hmm. which kept breaking, and the tree kept (laughs) falling over, and I'm like, I got to find a good tree stand. Finally, I found this beautiful little tree on clearance three years ago, and it has simplified my tree putting Ta-da. up experience. It's wonderful. I can go downstairs, and in 20 minutes, this tree is up. I can decorate the lights. The kids can put the ornaments on, and I'm not as stressed about it. See? You've chosen what is simple for you. Exactly. That's I don't great. have to water it. Yeah. I don't have to worry about yeah. getting it out on time. You don't so. have to do all the things. Yeah, and you know what? I loved getting the real tree, and someday we might. But for right now, a simple tree is what I need. A simple fake tree. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. What about Christmas cards, Sharon? Do you do those? Yeah, I do, but I only recommend it if it's a happy thing for you. (laughs) I'm a writer, so I write a Christmas letter every year, and because we moved so many times, Mm. you know, in 17 years of military travel, sometimes multiple times in one year, and I made friends everywhere I went, I have quite the Christmas card list. And I love hearing from my friends. I love seeing a recent picture. I love knowing how their life is. So for me, it's a joy. And I just have a week where the cards are out on the dining room table, and I do them as I can. Um, And it it works for me. But um, I have a lot of friends now who just send a Christmas email. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I still get their news. I don't have to, you know, have it tangible. Right. Some people send it in January, and some don't send it at all. Yeah. You can't do it all. You can't do it all. You have to know what to say yes to and what to say no to, right? Absolutely. How about you? 
Um, I'm not much of a writer. <laughs> no, what I really love is I love photos. Photos are so special to me. Uh-huh. So our family, we try to do family photos every year. So you usually have a nice family photo in um, fall to use for a Christmas card. Yeah. Or yeah. just use the kids' Christmas pictures because we didn't get family photos this year. It was a little crazy, so we didn't do it. Okay. So we're just going to use the girls' um, school photos and a cute one from us, you know, sometime this year. Sure. And I just make the photo cards. You can just print out a photo and then put Beautiful. a little blurb on like, the back. Merry Christmas. Yes, from, from the old yeah. We did this this year and we're all alive and well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Josh helped me set up a template a few years ago so I can easily just print out the addresses on these little oh, sticker cards. Oh my goodness, I need a Josh. Oh, it's I wonderful. I still handwrite them all. Do you? Yes. That's, that's not... <laughs> Oh, that's wow. Sounding fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I just sit there and I just stick around. The kids yep. help me. Stamp, yep. sticker, you know, address. And, and the nice kids help. Simple. So they that's do. fun. And, yeah. that, and that says to them, we care about these people. We do. And we love yeah. getting, when we get the people's yes. letters back, we open them, we stick them all around our door frames. I love getting Christmas yeah. cards. I do too. That's special well, for I us. I do too. <laughs> all right then. So we've covered cooking, decorating, cards, devotions. What about presents? Oof. So much to buy and <laughs> so much to wrap. How do you handle presents? Well, per that picture conversation earlier, we've been trying to make a change. First off, I think that with any change, it's really important not to just ambush your kids with it. So just telling them, we're doing a simpler Christmas with less stuff on Christmas morning. Surprise! <laughs> Might be a bit of a shock, and they Look, may not be one on present. board with that, yeah. right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe prep your children first. Um, I've been talking to the girls about this for a while because we've been trying to declutter all the extra stuff in our life yes, anyway. Yes. We've been going through their extra toys, their extra clothes, extra everything so now we're taking the same you know decluttering theme to christmas so they're good. they're they're prepared for it you yeah. know yeah so we were asking the girls what they thought would be a good idea too and we'd heard this poem before this something you want something you need something to wear and something to read like using that oh, as a i love that base play for a christmas want? gifts yeah a Say need, again. a need aware aware and, and a, a read, read. So I'm like, what is the one thing you really want? And what do you need, girls? And what's your favorite book and something to wear? So it's been really fun. They've been brainstorming. Oh, this is what I really want. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's this. (laughs) But they have it in their hearts and heads now that they're getting the one thing. thing. The one want. Yeah. That's nice. I like it. And so we've gotten their their toy collection down to one set of swords. And we just, if we do buy a toy, it goes with that set instead of buying a whole new collection. Like if they collect ponies, they get an extra pony or fake. Oh, that's good. Barbie dolls yeah. get a new Barbie. So, yeah. and also that new toy kind of sparks them to play with what they have already. The, uh, the old set. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like it. We're trying. So that's yeah. kind of fun. But yeah. I think that, you know, one of my kids said something to me, Sharon. I was asking them, like, what, what do you like about Christmas? What do you not like? And one of them said, it's really overwhelming, Mama, to try to find a place to put all my new presents. Huh. Isn't that amazing? I was like, oh my word. You know, I mean, good glory in my effort to do what I thought I needed to do and give them all the things. I've been overwhelmed. It's been stressful. Yeah, some yeah. of their joy. Out oh of Christmas. my goodness, we are so blessed in America. We the are. abundance is ridiculous. And we can drown in it sometimes. Yes, and so we can <laughs> de drown them. And that sounds like what you yeah. guys are going to do this year. We're trying. Yeah, I like it. Yep. And wrap early. I'm trying to wrap my gifts early before December. Yeah, that's a really good idea, too. So, Well, you know, I'd like to talk as we close this out um, about Ray's five-pound bag principle, which he has lectured me on a time or seven. (laughs) Sharon, says Ray, you have a five-pound bag in which to fill for the day. Mm -hmm. That's all you've got is a five-pound bag. You are constantly trying to jam seven pounds into that bag, and then your bag breaks. You've got to take some things out in order to keep it at five pounds. So let's talk for just a minute about if we're going to add stuff to the season, like 
cards and decorating and stuff. What do we eliminate right. so that we keep it um, simple? So we have to let things go if we're going to do other things. I love that. Oh, I do so love Ray's wise little statements he makes. He should write a book called Ray's Wisdom. <laughs> I would totally buy it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. So, okay. I think that um, kind of what we've been doing in everyday life is after an event that has felt especially stressful, we evaluate and see if we really needed or should have gone to it. So and try to make better decisions in the future about where we spend our time with our kiddos yes. and stuff. Yes. So I think taking that into Christmas, um, it's important to look at our week ahead or the weekend um, and you know, make sure we don't have back-to-back events. We yes. can say yes to too many things, even if they're all really good or fun. And things. we have to choose the one thing sometimes. The one What's thing? the one thing we're doing today? Yes, and, and talk to your kids about it. Too what do bad you we do can't more? do them all, but yes. next year we'll do a different one. Exactly. Yeah. So, and yep. for, as far as more practical day-to-day things, maybe only focus on maintaining one area of your house for the week before Christmas. So you don't get too stressed There's trying to a clean good the idea. whole house. Right, just yeah. one tidy room. Just one, one, like the kitchen, or maybe just the downstairs, or if mm-hmm. you have guests coming, just the guest bedroom. Like, keep yeah. it simple yeah. for yourself. Yeah. I also keep meals really simple that week before mm-hmm. Christmas. So scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. cereal nights, or quick crockpot meals, or even your apples and popcorn Sabbath meal. My apples simple. and popcorn. <laughs> yes, you've got to cut back on some things if you're going to do others. Right. Because <clears> your five-pound bag You only break. have a five-pound bag. That's and it. And with Christmas stuff, you're adding more in, so you've got right. to take something you've some stuff out so oh that's so good yeah that's so good and you know what's like a big stop for me is that my girls are watching how I do Christmas now and that this will become their recipe for Christmas making when they're older someday and I don't want them to feel like they have to do everything and equate no. Christmas with stress right I want them to see that Christmas can be simple and beautiful yes so that they do the same in their families yes, and it gorgeous. doesn't end up being like a dreaded time of year yeah. Which is so sad when it becomes that way. I know, it's how people hate Yeah, yeah. Well, we do the same thing with the ministry, too. We slow it down in December. I'm hardly speaking at all that month. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to keep my one Sela day of the month and have a Christmas Sela by my fire and looking at my tree and, you know, reading the Christmas story out loud to Jesus and me and just, you know, so I want those one things to stay, you know, my quiet times, my Sabbath things, stuff like that. Um, But we just need to slow it down a little bit so that Mm. we can actually save her. Absolutely. You know, despite all the craziness, Sharon, I love making a big deal about Christmas. Jesus' birth is the most significant birth ever, and I do think it's okay to celebrate that. It is. I think I need to be more (laughs) intentional about adding in more quiet time with Jesus, just him and I, because I I sometimes get so focused on making it a blessing for my kiddos and getting them to focus on him that sometimes I forget to take my own Sela Christmas time. You need Sela time, too. You do. Yes. You know, it's fun to do the crafts with them, and I get something from the stories, but oh, man, there's nothing like sitting with Jesus alone one-on-one. There's nothing like it. And we've got to grab those little tiny moments to do that. We really, really do. So So let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about our five-minute pauses or Sela stops. I actually think we're almost out of time, but can we read a few of them together? And we'll put the rest in the show notes. I love posting these and they're also on our Advent Bible study that we're doing right now at the end of the Bible study. Just five minutes of quiet mm. to, to help us recalibrate and remember what Christmas is all about. Absolutely. So here's one. Just one five-minute thing. Stop and sit and really listen to a favorite Christmas song. Mm. Really listen, like to all the words yeah. from beginning to end. Ooh, I like that That's one. one. Stop and pray for those who are going to be with you over Christmas, asking God to prepare their hearts for the season and asking for his grace to love them well. Yeah. That's important. If we pray about it, it's probably going to go better. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> then if we mm-hmm. dread it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe just one more for now, but we'll put the rest in the show notes. Yeah. Stand outside on a clear night and look up at the stars and remember the star. Just, mm. just that. We've got to take these little breaks, even when we can't take the Absolutely. big breaks. So, so we'll get the rest on the show notes. And if you're doing our Advent Christmas Bible study right now, you know about this because every day we give you a five-minute thing to do. Mm. And if you're not, you can still join in. Just write me at Sharon at SweetSela.org. We'd love to have you join us for the Advent Bible study. Well, let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much that the first Christmas was simple. Mm a baby in a manger, you in flesh come to earth. God, show us the the one thing in each category that we um, should do and, and all the things we shouldn't so that our hearts are full of yearning for your second coming and joy at your first this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I feel all excited for Christmas now, and I hope and pray I can help my family really enjoy the season. We'd love to hear from you. How do you find those quiet Sela moments at this time of the year? What do you eliminate in December so you can have room in your five-pound bag for Christmas fun? Write us. You can find us at sweetsela.org slash podcast. We are always grateful when we get a review too, so please give, give us a Christmas gift of a review if you wouldn't mind. We welcome donations always, but especially need them at the end of our fiscal year, which is December in our ministry. Go to sweetsela.org slash donations and mention that you want to be a podcast partner to receive our monthly newsletter. And join us next week for episode 94, A Tender-Hearted Christmas. Christmas is not a happy time for many people. Let's talk about how we can simply help the lonely this Christmas. Until then, Merry Preparations to you all. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.